Hi, this is Chris. And this is John. And you're listening to the Nerdy Dadcast. So it's been a month, maybe three weeks, two, one, no, more than that. It's been a while. Yeah, as we've talked about before, time is weird. I mean, a day is a week, a week's a month, a month's a decade. We don't really know anymore. No, and that's it technically could, you know, change in the relative near future. I mean, we're here, at least for you and I in the province of British Columbia. Uh, getting some, you know, signs that things are are starting to move to a more open place. Um, but uh, you know, for me, I've I finally got my upgrade, I and mean, you're upgraded. Um, has your uh, your wife and uh, well, actually, would your son be old enough to get the upgrade yet? No, see, and that's sort of the the kicker for all of it. I mean, my wife got hers, yes, and I'm actually due up for number two now they've shortened the wait list here in bc so any day my cell phone might just buzz and say john come to us and i will certainly listen at a moment and run and get my number two but no my son's still well under the 12 range and so that definitely is a a holder in it but as you say i mean here in bc the numbers are going down and there are signs of hope for the first time and a long time. And I mean, even they've, I mean, we have reacted skeptically after a while to some of the loosenings, but this time it actually kind of feels a little different. And it feels like, you know, we're having people over in our apartment for the first time in 14 months, 15 months, a decade. I'm not even sure anymore, but this, we're doing this tomorrow because this seems like something you do. I think you were social. I think you're supposed to be social. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I actually sort of dread uh, being in a position where I'd have to invite someone over because we've got just over a year's worth of pandemic mess that's uh, collected itself. Yes. I know well about that. And then also we now have a moving mess around us too. So we have boxes mm. going all around us. And so it's that silly thing where my wife thinks if we having a, if we're having people over, we need to be in entertainment mode. So, you know, our kitchen has to be clean and they, we have to vacuum. And I mean, I have a robot, I have a Roomba. It vacuums for me sometimes, but that Roomba has been trapped in its little corner in the living room for so long now. I, I hear it squeak every now and then, and I hope it's still alive, but I haven't actually talked to it in a while, so I'm not really sure. So tomorrow is going to be a good day of hiding boxes and getting to a place that is supposedly visitor-friendly, and I barely remember what that term even means. So it's kind of it's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, the uh, my wife is uh, getting a Roomba-like device for her work anniversary, if and when it arrives, but quite frankly... Um, it might arrive and then leave after it, to, and, you know, if it's intelligent enough and, and sees the the mess it's getting itself into. Uh, but you uh, alluded to sort of the topic that we were going to get into in this episode, and, and that's actually uh, housing. Um, you have uh, um, found yourself experiencing housing woes. Yes. And you, on the other hand, have done the opposite and gone housing woes. Yeah. 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 Um, yes, we, over the last couple of years, I mean, we, 
we were the average Vancouver couple who never actually believes that they're ever going to own a home because here in Vancouver, you really can't. If you were lucky at one point, you got into the market at one point, if you were, you know, came out of high school and happened to decide to put all your minimum wage jobs into property, then you could own property. Or if you had another option, if you had a mysterious benefactor, if you have someone else, then you could own property. But for your average Vancouverite, you cannot own property. Or if you do, it's kind of really tiny and a skybox. And and that's not, I mean, hey, I'm not dissing it. A lot of people do. A lot of people have raised their families there. Um, but it came to a point where that wasn't was no longer the dream for us. And so here in Vancouver, I mean, very often over the last 10 years or so, young families, young couples looking to have children, quite often they do what we call move to the island. And for those of you that aren't from the local area, Vancouver Island, it's a big island, huge island to the west of us a little bit. You see it on the map. It says Vancouver on it. It's not the city. I won't get any more descriptive than that, but that's generally where people were leaving to get the cheaper property and cheaper lifestyle and slow lifestyle. And so for many, many years, we looked at those people who were like, ha ha, we're city people. You're going to be a country person. Oh, you, that sucks. I'm sorry you have to leave. That sort of deal. And then, you know, life changed. And a couple of years ago, we suddenly started saying, oh, you know, maybe we should move. Maybe we should do that. And so, yeah, we started looking at the market, which I tell you, it's a scary, scary thing. But I mean, you've been a, home, a, a condo owner for many years now, so you kind of know how this is. Yeah, I and mean, we we bought into this condo in uh, the summer of '09, uh, and at the time, I and mean, we were paying probably top dollar, sort of for the area that we're in. Like we, there was no even looking north of sort of where we were renting and because uh, once you get into the sort of vancouver proper you 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 need a small fortune to mm-hmm. to consider even getting a mortgage uh, let alone actually owning anything outright and so yeah we've we've reached this point we've talked a little bit about on the show where the one bedroom and den that we currently have isn't functional for a a four-year-old baby force um case in point last night uh, as much as i love my daughter joining my wife and i in bed and sleeping in between us um she has this thing where when she sleeps in bed she has to sleep perpendicular mm, yeah and I, I don't know like I, I, there must be physics involved or there's maybe some science but um children apparently or at least mine cannot sleep parallel to mommy and daddy and you know maybe even sort of diagonal but no, it's, it's, it's pure on perpendicular. So last night I got the boots all night long, which is pretty cool. Um, and thankfully we have a king size bed, but still this four year old is growing as if she is a well fertilized, uh, uh, weed in the garden and is just taken off. So yeah, we have a queen size bed and I, but I've experienced that very much. I mean, my daughter was certainly that way and it didn't even matter. Like my wife used to go on business trips back in the day when that was a thing. And even if it was just my daughter sleeping in my bed with me, she would still find the optimal way, and she was a lot smaller then too, optimal way to take up the entire bed while I would find myself on the very edge looking at the floor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I totally feel you there. I, I think we, as dads, we've all had that experience now. Yeah, the uh, it's it's funny and and sort of a little off the off track here. My wife will complain about like, oh yeah, you know, didn't have much room last night, and she's she's actually pretty centered to sort of her space. Um, but for some reason or another, she doesn't see that I am like essentially 
maybe two thirds on the bed and a third of me is sort of falling off the edge. Yeah. It depends on sort of which third of me, because sometimes I have to actually turn to sort of throw my weight so that I don't fall out. But anyhow, then back on, on, on point, um, you know, you obviously were exploring outside of, of not only sort of what we would consider Metro Vancouver, you had been looking at the Island, but you started to sort of cast a, a gaze even sort of beyond. Yeah, we did. So at some point my, my son was probably, you know, I don't know, he's nine now. He was probably like four or five at the time. And he asked me, he said, data, can, can we build a tree house? And you know, it's the optimal kid thing. Every kid wants a tree house and, Living in the city in Vancouver, I said, well, no, son, no, you can never have a tree house because, you know, we could make a tree house in the back alley, but somebody would live in it by morning and, you know, so you'd have a few hours, but then it would be somebody else's and that's just, you know, that's where we live. And so, no, sorry, mm-hmm. buddy, you can't have a tree house. But then sort of, yeah, everything sort of shifted, things changed, life events happened and we sort of started thinking, yeah, okay, well, why not? Let's get away from the city. Let's, why do we need to be in the city anymore? And so, yeah, we started looking and originally we were looking on Vancouver Island, as I said, and then we suddenly changed our direction and went east instead to the sort of Kootenai Lake region. And it's a a beautiful country out there. We had, we'd had like very, very few actual opportunities out there. We'd gone out there very early in our marriage. We went to a trip. So, you know, 17 years ago, we went out to Nelson and we liked it back then, but that was 17 years ago. And so, yeah, we sort of snuck out a few weeks ago in the middle of COVID. We thought that, uh, and that's the other thing as well. I mean, COVID, sort of the whole being trapped in a, in a skybox, in an apartment, in the city, and not being able to go outside and not being able to, you can go outside, but you can't go outside and escape people. So that became very trying as well. So between those two things, suddenly we were really longing for a space and Unfortunately, a lot of people are longing for space right now. So, you know, the, the real estate market here in Vancouver is crazy, but because it's crazy here, people are also escaping like we are. And so that mm-hmm. makes it crazy out there, too. So, yeah, a few weeks ago in the early, in early April, actually, again, time, who knows. But uh, we did a sort of stealthy road trip out there. We were as safe as we could. We wore a mask. We didn't go with anyone else. But we saw one property that we thought, well, that's in our price range and it looks cool and it could be something that we like. So we're going to go and look at it. And so we did and we went out and it turned out that this one region in the Kootenays, the Slocan Valley, they've been fighting, half of their population has been fighting a cell service for the last 20 years. So they actually, we went into the valley and the second we got there, our cell phones just dropped off. And I mean, we're ready for the not city life, but we're not quite ready enough to lose our cell service. And then we talked about mm-hmm. internet and they were like, no, you know, internet, we don't really have good internet out here. And, you know, like you, my, my wife needs internet for her job. So it wasn't really a matter. We just couldn't do it. But in that trip, we were able to sort of identify the areas we did. We looked at a bunch of other places and we identified the areas that we liked and yeah, just explored. And it was, uh, it was very, it was good to go out. It was good to get a feeling for the area. And so that was sort of a very key thing in making the final decision. Yeah. Well, you know, you sent me pictures of, uh, of the place that you're getting. Well, first, actually, let me walk this back. You sent me text that says we've bought a place with a mythical yard. And I immediately replied BS. <laughs> Yeah. So again, and, and when we talk to your side of it as well, we sort of experienced this first where 
we originally went in on another house and this was like our first time we were all we're learning all the things making offers on properties and mm -hmm. so yeah we went in on another house first it was a little closer to town and it was quite nice and so we went in and we went at a really high offer we went like we went seventy five thousand dollars over the asking price and we thought well that's a pretty fair offer you know and we got blown out of the water. It wasn't even close. Mm -hmm. The people that got the house were close to $150,000 over, which, you know, just shows how ridiculous and stupid our housing market is, even that far away from, quote unquote, Van the city, Vancouver, whatever. Mm -hmm. So we kind of, we were kind of a little bit put off by that at first because we got that whole feeling where it's like, okay, you know, if we can't, we put an offer at our very top dollar, the top we can afford, and it got blown out of the water. So what if we just can't make this happen? What if we're not moving? What if we're staying in the city? And so we were lucky in that one came up the next week, and we were just like, that one, now. And we didn't have the chance to go back. We still haven't actually been there in person. We had our, oh, okay. we had our real estate agent go, and he, we did a video walkthrough with him, and we've had inspections reports done on the house afterwards now. So... We know everything about it, but we haven't actually walked on the property, which is the weirdest thing where you're just like, yes, I've seen video of that. I've seen pictures of that. I have a report on that. That's where we're going. And like I said, we, we went through the area. We, we drove through the area. It was one of the areas we thought, well, we could live here. This would be cool out here. And then sort of we, we didn't have time to go back out and we couldn't make those arrangements. And it's, uh, it's 700 kilometers from where we are now. So that's a pretty major, major drive couple hours at least couple hours at least depending on how fast you're going and depending on the how the mountain passes are because you know i think you probably gain some time by just jumping over the mountains but i'm not our car it can't quite get that speed so yeah so that's sort of where we are and um we now are the closing date is coming up it's uh next month and everything's swinging into move mode and we've learned all these things that we didn't know before and we're now suddenly home owners i think you call them but I believe that's the yeah, technical that's term. That's technical yeah. term. So it's actually just means we we're, we've mortgaged our souls to the bank for the next uh, sixty or seventy years. I think it is. But um, but yeah, it's exciting, and we're it's a really big course overcorrect from being in an apartment in the city to being in a fairly large house on a large piece of property out in the country on the lake. We'll be five minutes from the lake, and it's going to be a very very different cool and peaceful life so yeah we're looking forward to it a lot yeah, i mean you'll get up there there'll be all this fresh air you'll be sick of it because you're like what is this where's where's i can't where's that smog i'm accustomed i to? can't hear police sirens i can't hear ambulances this just isn't right well okay again a little sort of off the rails here uh, my wife has family on saturna island uh it's a southern gulf island for those that don't know it's very quaint i think they actually have a population like 200 people it goes in the summer although outside of pandemic her uh her family they're completely off the grid so like for any power needs it's solar wind or they do have sort of a generator up the hill but it's in the middle of nowhere it's quiet i struggle to sleep there mm. and it's 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 not that i don't like it being quiet it's that it's so quiet i can hear the blood flowing through my head like it's, you know, I almost often when we go up there, I'll take like, you know, you know, my tablet or my phone, I'll put some form of, you know, music on for, for an hour or so at like the lowest volume. 
just to get like some noise. Just get one of those white noise apps that have like, you know, city trucks or honking horns or something in the background and they'll make you more comfortable. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a little while since we've, we've last been there, but it's, it's just such a surreal experience for someone who like, you know, me and, and, and to some respect yourself, we've, we've grown up in the city city through and through almost. Yeah. So a lot of people say that they're like, Oh, will you be able to take that switch? Will, will it be too much for you? And honestly, again, COVID has been a good opportunity to sort of, we've already been extremely antisocial. We haven't seen many of our friends here in the last year. So that's not really much of a change. We're all used to using video chat these days as for actually living in a small town. I mean, I personally spent a large amount of time. I spent six months once living in a very, very, very tiny town in Norway. So, you know, I'm used to no sound and it's actually quite peaceful and hearing like nature and animals and wind and, but of course there is certainly a whole lot to learn around that as well, being the city boy most of my life. And so, yeah, we're, it's going to be a big adventure, but it sort of comes down to that and the kids. I mean, we wanted Mm -hmm. to have a good spot for the kids to grow up and to have a little more of the freedom that, you know, we had when we were kids. And I mean, it's not that it's, it's, well, time, time's different. Certainly. I mean, I was talking about it. I took, I took my son to took my whole family to sort of a, a goodbye tour to my old neighborhood where I grew up. And my wife hadn't actually been there ever in our marriage. And, you know, we've been married for almost 18 years. So there was this big forest and we called it the gully when we grew up and it was a big ravine and forest. I went down to the railroad tracks and we would spend seriously as kids, we were there probably eight to 10 hours a day, just, by ourselves at like my son's age, eight, nine, we were down there in the water, in the river, running through the forest all by ourselves with no parents around. And that was sort of the eighties. You could do that. Mm -hmm. And so you can't do that anymore. It's not that the world's more dangerous or anything, but it's just, you can't, that sort of things have changed. So we want to sort of give our kids a little more opportunity to have that sort of independence to, um, let them be able to make a lot of their own choices and maybe not run through the forest for eight or 10 hours because there's bears out there. There's no bears in Surrey, but, um, but yeah. Well, I, I I'd like to point okay, out there are bears in Surrey. You're that, right. That has been there. And there was video proof of that last weekend. Fair enough. Yeah. Not quite as many, I might say, you know, and oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're going to be visiting you for coffee each day at your new place. Yeah. And they have to come across the bridge from, Poco and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a big walk, but uh, yeah, it's just sort of, it's a definitely a big change of life. We've really enjoyed being out in nature lately, but uh, again, nature down here has a lot of people in it. So we're looking forward to having that opportunity. And then also my, 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 um, my in-laws are going to be six hours drive away. So that's sort of, you know, that'll be the closest they've ever been. They are just across the border in the States and Montana. So, you know, it's it'll be good to have the grandparents close-ish by too. So yeah, all those things. Yeah. yeah. How the uh how the kids reacting to the news of the the move? Have they you know become on themselves excited? Are they somewhat, you know, not concerned, but maybe you know, less than eager or no, not at all. Again, it's sort of it's come down to the story of the treehouse where my son will now get his treehouse. It might not be right away, but he will get his treehouse. And so he's been planning that. We gave him graph paper. He's coming up with all sorts of fantastical designs. It's kind of going to be horrible when we have to tell him that, you know, it probably won't be five stories and probably won't have a built-in sauna. 
And all these things well, you can't really fit in a tree. We're probably not going to be. Plus, you know, wood is pretty expensive right now. So we got well, that. That would be the problem. Yeah. So yeah. I was going to say, dream big, John. Dream, dream big. big. We, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, so he's pretty excited about that, and they're just excited about having space, and they're excited. They're pretty excitable kids, so you know they're they're pretty good with it. Um, and as long for him, I mean, his his nerdiness is all D and D. He's really gotten to Dungeons and Dragons over the last year during the pandemic. So as long as he can keep playing D and D, he's he's set up. He's fine. And so again, like my wife, he just needs an internet connection, and he can play D and D, and everything's happy. Yeah. But having that space and having everything is going to be quite the change for them. And it'll be yeah, they're all excited. Yeah, I, I have to say, I mean, and again, going back to that point I raised earlier, I got to see the pictures of this place, and I've checked it out on on Google Maps, and I'm like, just looking at the fact that you're going to have a yard, um, you know, I, I'm I'm just a just a tiny bit jealous, not significantly jealous, <laughs> only a tiny a tiny bit. I mean, I would love for us to have um uh, you know, a home with a yard, yeah, and not 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 just sort of like this postage stamp cutout of, of grass that was sort of granted as part of the small parcel. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's sort of what we're, we ourselves sort of looking at for, or for a variety of reasons. Well, that's what everybody's looking at these days. And that's sort of the thing. I mean, it's because anything that was a big land, I think, and we found this a lot on Vancouver Island. It was sort of what soured us on Vancouver Island at first was all of the properties there that are coming up are were previously big properties that have been subdivided to tiny little properties. So they take an acre, mm-hmm. they cut it into 10 pieces and then they put a tiny house on each of those pieces and you have a little bit of yard. And so, I mean, for us, that was not like, we wanted the whole idea of going out and having that yard and having space, which the Island was not going to provide for us. So, uh, so yeah, eventually we sort of had to shift directions and figure out something else. And even elsewhere, you know, it's, it's not all that often that you find that place that has nice amount of land and that isn't going to kill you because there are some like you've been looking on my various things lately it's amazing some of the places that are out there and some of the places that people put up for sale and some of the pictures people put up but i mean there's so many things that are just like wow why would you build something like that or so many very weird choices that people are like yeah you come and so those are the ones that sit and so you see ones that you know are really interesting places and you have to really be of a certain mindset i think to to take that on so yeah i don't know so you find your little your place and to have some land on it is a very nice feeling indeed it's totally scary as well because homeowner that's like an adult thing i don't want to adults you have to pay your tax bill now your utility bill yeah water in a yard all these things um yeah it's uh it's actually you have a sizable yard um, what's your plan to maintain this sizable yard? Have you, have you considered that yet? Robots? Well, actually, uh, we, I mean, we train your Roomba to cut grass. We are still living up to our nerdy title. I mean, we want to make sure our house is as automated as possible. I am fully of the belief that if you can have a robot to do something for you, like the Roomba, then you do that. Cause Every second that I don't have to vacuum the floor or something is something I can be doing something I actually want to be doing, which is sort of the thing. Until, you know, until the robots fight back and overthrow us and all that, I'm going to take it for now. So, yeah, we've looked at robot vacuum cleaners. We're looking at all these home automation devices. We're looking at all these things. Um, I don't know. It's going to be different. And maybe instead of a robot vacuum cleaner, we get a ghost. I'm not really sure. You know, it's 
we'll figure it all out. But uh, I also I get I got a ride them lawnmower with the house, which is kind of oh okay yeah see so, okay to, to, go, I, to I, go there. I would love that. Yeah, and that's sort of the thing. It's like I personally like we had a yard when I was a teenager. And it was my job to mow the lawn. And I tell you, like, it was an evil lawn. It was very hilly. It was very, it, it was just wasn't a good lawn. And I hated, hated, hated mowing the lawn. And I, and also it wasn't like a, it wasn't a, a bagged lawnmower because apparently a bag was too much technology for us. So I then had to go out and rake the lawn after oh, I yeah. had mow the lawn. And I mean, we're not big lawn people. We don't believe really in lawns as per se. So that whole concept was just sort of, yeah, I don't want to do that. And so, yeah, the ride is, we'll try that and see how it goes. And uh, I might have to make it a robot. I don't really know. My son's all, yeah. my son's all about ro- robots. You know, that's homeschooling. We can let him turn the lawnmower into a robot and go from there. Yeah. A future career in STEM. Yeah. Well, it's getting there already. Yeah, the uh, if I had a ride on lawnmower, I'd be uh, essentially reenacting scenes from Forrest Gump. You'd see me <laughs> all across town on that bad boy. Um, but then I don't actually have to concern myself with mowing a lawn because I don't believe we'll find a place where that will be necessary. Yeah, and if it is, uh, it'll have probably been taken care of through a uh, strata or con- uh, not a condo fee, a strata fee. Or an association fee uh, that pays for landscaping. Yeah. So as I alluded to, you you have experienced exactly what I did, and that you thought you put in a good bid, and it turned out you didn't. Yeah. It's so. I mean, to sort of give some some clarity with our situation, and I think I, we've talked about this on 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 past shows. Uh, we're wanting to get into a bigger place. Baby Force needs our own room, and we kind of need more space for our, our growing family. We can't leave um, Metro Vancouver. Um, my job, I have some flexibility. Essentially, I need to get online. The difficulty is that we sort of had a new leadership team come in just a couple of months before the pandemic struck. But early indications of that new leadership team was more of a work in the brick and mortar office group. Um, now, pandemic might have proven that that's not absolutely necessary, but I, I don't know for certain. So, I'm in this weird space that let's say we were to, you know, be your neighbor while I can continue to work today when the office reopens is the expectation. Chris finds his way into town <laughs> from time to time. So, so there's that. And then my wife is, is working and her job does require that brick and mortar presence. I've even floated the idea of, is there a possibility with what you do to, to work remotely um, no, I'm like, okay, well, how about going in the office maybe only once a week? Cause that would expand our horizons to maybe go up the sunshine coast where she's from. Mm-hmm. She isn't entirely sure that would work. Um, just simply not that she couldn't go and make the trip, but going up the sunshine coast, you would have a ferry in the equation and the time that you commute, even if it's only one day a week is time that you're not spending with your family. And yep. I, I, I get that. That's sort of, okay, well, we, you, the time you save those four days you lose on that one. So, you know, we're in this sort of weird space. And what that means is that based on affordability, we're, we're looking at townhouses. I mean, we could look at condominiums too, but we sort of got our mind on a townhome. We want sort of that, that, you know, three by three foot piece of grass to call our own, like a little yard or something. And so, a couple came on the market um, 
uh, in a complex that my sister actually uh, bought into. Uh, one that was a, a four bedroom and another that was a three bedroom. And so we went and looked at both and they were, they were nice. I mean, they're barely lived in one had been tenanted. Uh, the other one, uh, the owner had lived in, we think like it, it didn't look like it had been lived in, but it all, it had to some respect, little bumps in the walls and things like that. So we, we came in knowing it was going to be competitive. We came in with an offer that was just about 10% over list. Uh, $50,000 is, is what we went in. And that was our max. Like we, we, we knew we were coming in on the four bedroom with maybe a hope and a prayer at best. I mean, that wasn't, we just figured you, you, you got to take your shot. And we learned that uh, we were middle of the pack. So our best offer, which was 50,000 more was not good enough. Similar to your situation. Um, now we kind of expected that. So then we go and look at the three bedroom. Cause that was sort of, even though it was our backup, we thought this would work. And uh, we never put an offer in on that one because in talking to our real estate agent, uh, it was a, her opinion that the likelihood is, was that if we did not come in with that, that same offer that we did on the four bedroom, we wouldn't even have a chance. So the thing about this is we weren't entirely willing to pay the same amount of money for something that was smaller. Like we're not desperate and in need of a place. Like there was, there, what's the compelling reason to go and drop this coin? The three bedroom sold for $800 more than the four bedroom did. Mm-hmm. Like, so our offer would have been probably would have been technically less in comparison to what the final offer was like, this was just like unbelievable, but it's also so discouraging because, you know, I remember when we bought this place, you know, there was a mechanism of negotiation to sort of have you have the list price, you have the price you're willing to pay and somewhere between the two, a sale is completed, but in the market today, the list price is just like, we're throwing a number there to really encourage people to go and put offers in. And it gets even crazier. So we, we were looking at some places uh, this past weekend, um, sort of in, in South Surrey. Uh, so for those that uh, uh, don't really know, again, Metro Vancouver, um, South Surrey is, is uh, close to the U.S. border um, any further, and you pretty much are in the U.S., and uh, it's an area that used to be very, very rural, but has since been, you know, developed lots of townhomes, lots of condominiums. And so we looked at a, a number of places. There was two of the, that we, we liked, but uh, before I get to the, to talk about the two we liked, one of the places we went through, um, I don't exactly know what they were thinking of when they designed it. There were three bedrooms on the top floor. The master bedroom was of a decent size. Uh, the two bedrooms, however, were the size of walk-in closets. Like one of them, we we were actually trying to figure out how you would put a bed into the room and still be able to get into the room. But because it had a window, a door, and a closet, that's considered a bedroom. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was actually joking to my wife. I'm like, I guess you put a hammock in? Like or maybe a Murphy bed that sort of comes out of the wall or something like, again, we, we couldn't quite figure this one out. But what was interesting about this place is that it was actually one of the highest priced places we looked at. Walking along the top floor, the floor creaked. It's not an old building, but the floor was creaking. Uh, going down the stairs into the sort of front foyer. It kind of, I mean, I don't know what it was, but... I have this picture in my head that if someone were to bleed on white carpet and allow it to sort of 
dry, that might explain the stain that we saw on each step down of the foil. Like it's like, oh my goodness, like we're we're there's there's already so many problems about this. It sold above list. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't we didn't even consider an offer, but that sold above list price. Yeah. And it was the, the higher of the group we saw. It was, it was like, is madness. But one of the places that we liked, um, we, it, there are two, one wasn't perfect. Um, and we had sort of moved on from it because they were in this position. We're not going to go and just put an offer in on something because we're not, we're not in, uh, in this point where we have to leave today. No, baby force could be 18, you know, it's all good. Yeah. Still sleeping in the king size bed perpendicularly. Uh, but the one that we did like wasn't. I mean, I wouldn't say it was perfect. It was really good. Like they, it was really done up. Um, they were going to accept, start accepting offers on Tuesday by Tuesday at noon. They already had 11 offers. Yeah. And so that's like, that's the thing. And you'd go into this and I mean, that was the one, the first one we had, it was sort of, we're accepting offers until Saturday. And then you have 10 offers to go against. And if you're even in there, you're not. So we were kind of lucky with ours and that the guy that was selling, he really, you could tell he didn't really want to deal with all that. So we just put on an offer and he was like, okay, and took it. And that was how it went. And so, I mean, we didn't have to deal with the offers because if you get to that point, you're going to lose unless you're willing to throw stupid amounts of money. And that's like, it's insane. You can't financially, it makes no sense to do it just to get that offer in and get the property. Cause yeah. Yeah. And, and like we, we, we didn't put an offer because again, like we're, we're in this position, my wife and I have sort of decided when we see a place, if it's perfect and I mean, nothing ever is, but you know, like you go there, like, yeah, I could live here. I could see myself living here. In fact, I want to live here. And I think that's what's key. I want to live here. Then we're willing to go and entertain the idea of putting an offer in a place. If we go through it and we're like, I can see us living here, but you know, like it's that can make it work well why why would we consider putting an offer in on something like that when there isn't the compelling reason to do so um you know i and i i I understand not everyone is in that type of position but that's sort of where we've come to this realization we're not in a hurry yet yeah the other actually avenue throughout all of this is had we gone and put like we were putting offers in without condition to sale which means we were more than likely going to own two properties for a period of time, which I, 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 I joked around. I'm like, does that mean I can now call myself Lord golden leg? So let's rewind a little bit here. I remember you started this with putting in offers on playstations. So you got two playstations at the same time. Right. And then you sort of expanded that to the point where you could have two properties at time. So I'm seeing a little signs of a problem coming here. And I think maybe you should, uh, you should watch out for that one. I need a place. St- well, the problem is I almost had two playstations and had I had two playstations, I would have obviously, obviously two, needed two different in. places, one for each other. Totally. Yeah. No, the, I mean, we're, we're fortunate. Um, my, um, my father-in-law, um, has, has said he's willing to sort of help us out and, uh, in turn provide, um, essentially a, a, a down payment. If we were to buy a place, we would pay him back, but essentially like a short term mm. loan. And so that's provided us some flexibility to explore things that we wouldn't otherwise be looking to, to consider. Yeah, understood. Um, right. So not everyone has that. And to your point, like we're, you know, sometimes that's sort of what, what's needed. We're, we're fortunate in that regard, but then we're also not doing it just for the sake of doing it. Like uh, 
I mean, if there is timeline that we have to consider, uh, Baby Forest will start kindergarten in just over a year. And our hope is that we'll have found a place that we'll then live in uh, for years um, in time for her to sort of start school and stay there. Like we ultimately, we don't want to disrupt her. Um, and, and, and one of the reasons why we want to find a good place, something with a yard is it's like in our mind, we want her to experience grass. Like you talked about building a tree house. I have memories of my dad and I building a tree house at the first house that I, I lived in when we were in Vancouver. Um, uh, fast forward today. And I look at that tree house and legitimately surprised that my dad and I survived because yeah. neither one of us were engineers. And, uh, anyhow, uh, the point being, we weren't using good quality wood either, but the experience. Yeah. And that's an important thing too. I mean, I sort of say that where you never really know what memories are going to stick. You don't know if it's going to be you taking them to the theme park or if it's going to be you spilling peanut butter on your belly, you know, whatever memory is going to stick with them, what they're going to be talking about or thinking about 10 years from now. We have no idea. And so we just live through and try to make the best experiences for them as we can. And I mean, the treehouse thing. Yeah, absolutely. That'll cause great memories and it's going to be, and that's very, you know, that's, that's very important to us. So yeah, totally. I totally hear that. Um, at going there, you, you mentioned baby force being a kindergarten next year. Does she become kinder force at that time? Or is, when does the name? Yeah, this is a good yeah. question. This is a very good question because, um, uh, there are people who question me calling her baby force today, asking why have I not upgraded to toddler force? Have I run uh, baby force by her? Yeah. And she actually knows that. Like she, she knows if you say who's baby force, she knows it's her. See my kids, by the time um, they were like two or three, if you called them babies, that was not okay anymore. So it, I'm, yeah. I'm curious about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm going to push it as long as I can. I often joke, like she'll be, you know, graduating from high school and I'll be like, Oh my God, my baby force is growing up. Oh dad. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. She'll be, she'll be, you know, you know, bringing someone home after our first date and I'll be, you know, asking whomever it is, uh, did you take care of baby force? <laughs> no, no, oh, no. God, I'm no, be a don't great do father. that. Yeah. That's another that's another episode altogether. We'll uh, we'll get to that a different time. Oh, but yeah, no. So as uh, we let off, you have some housing woes, and I got some housing woes. Yeah, but uh, you know, I think the next. I mean, the way we're recording right now, you'll have moved in your new place the next time we're. Well, I assume we'll do at least one more before then, but it's hard to assume anything. And uh, and yeah, we're we're now thirty six days up from the move, so yeah, we're we'll probably have one more before that. I'd figure. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be living sort of from a cardboard box in your room. It'll be live from the cardboard box. It's John. Yeah. My it's, own uh, yeah, podcast I mean, empire. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd offer to help you move, but it's all good. We've got it covered. Yeah. I actually, uh, honestly, I don't know if I own a vehicle that could make the trip right now. I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Well, having been in Vancouver for a long time, we got really good at moving because it's something you have to do a lot in the city. Generally, if you, if you don't own, then generally you will hit bad landlord after bad landlord after bad landlord, and you will have to move quite often. So in on the early years of our marriage, we got quite used to it. I mean, we've lived in a co-op. We've loved our area for the last 
eight years we've been here, but uh, but yeah, everything changes, and we're actually very good at moving, and we also are in the position now where we're like, no, we'll pay somebody else to do that, because I tell you, I've done moves by myself. There was one where my wife had to leave town over the course of the move, and so I had to do the move just myself with the movers, and that was no fun, and I'm still a little bitter about it 12 years later. <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't no, tell. No, not at all. Yeah. Tell. Yeah, well... You know, I had asked before we, we hit record if, uh, you know, you'd been watching uh, Bad Batch, Star Wars Bad Batch. Yeah. So you, you had said my, my feelings on Star Wars are complicated. Yeah, okay. I, I We've talked about exactly. this on, on yeah, past shows. Yeah. I uh, love the Mandalorian, though. So, you know, maybe I'm a little bit back. I don't know. Well, and see, this is the thing. I feel Bad Batch has like some Mandalorian feels to it. The problem is that. I'm watching it. So I, I watched uh, the episode that was, was released today and it's getting to the point where I'm like, I, I totally knew it was going to happen. Like, Oh yeah, this character is going to go and end up doing this. I actually said it out loud. My wife's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, no, nah, this is this is how this episode feels. And sure enough, that's what happened. And I'm, I'm, I'm sort of considering, like I enjoy the series, but is it written? So basically, that I've already got, you know, like you get the feel of how uh, there's only so many different plot devices that could be used. Or is it that I'm so in tune with the Star Wars universe that, like, I know it's going to happen? And and that's not to suggest I truly am, because I didn't watch Clone Wars. I never have. I've never seen an episode. And and it's apparently in the same vein as, as Clone Wars. It's an animated series. Yep. So. Well, let me know how it goes. Um, I, I don't have time to watch Clone Wars either. It's one of those things, you know, you just can't catch up on that. It's something that's gone for four seasons and a couple movies and something like that. It's like, yeah, that's too much commitment to this page. Are you into track? Yes. Yes. Very much. Okay. So did, did you watch lower decks? Um, I started lower decks. I haven't actually finished it yet. Okay. So I actually really enjoyed lower decks. I wasn't sure what to make of it. Cause you know, the, 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 every time, anytime something's like animated series, I suddenly have questions and I, it's not just that it means bad. It's just, it's different than what I'm accustomed to, especially if you think about like Star Wars yeah. or, or Star Trek in this case. Uh, Lower Decks, I really enjoyed it. And I actually prefer Lower Decks to uh, Bad Batch. If I, if I draw a sort of comparison, completely different universes. No, it's but. certainly on my, it's on my list. Like I say, we've started that and I will have more time soon to watch TV. So I will catch up a little bit. Yeah, I have to. It's, uh, I mean, almost, uh, I think we're going to see more, more Lower Decks soon. Yeah, there's two more seasons they've uh, approved at this point, I guess. So, yeah. But I'm just thinking, like, if from based on pandemic filming, Lower Decks, I would imagine, is easier to to deal with yeah. than, than something like Picard or um, Discovery. Yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah, they also the Discovery starts again soon, I think, too. So, yeah. Well, I did notice, yeah, like on uh, this, was it, I, I was going to say Space Channel, but I think it's called CTV Sci-Fi now. Um, they were playing like a Discovery Marathon tonight, so it, that got me thinking about it. Anywho. Two thumbs up there. Oh, man, it's been a, it's been a long time since we recorded. We should do this more Yeah, often. like every couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I, I will, I wholeheartedly take ownership of this. We were going to record last weekend, um, but that upgrade knocked me flat in my butt. I was okay. I got my, my shot at 9am and 3pm. I was asleep on the couch. 
my wife comes home from work with my daughter and I, I'm at the door and she's like, Oh my God, you look so tired. I'm like, really? Apparently my eyes were so baggy and like puffy that you couldn't actually see them. But see, like for me, it, they just felt heavy, but I was on autopilot that weekend. Like I, the yeah. feeling of it though, so amazing, like going and going there and everybody's so happy and everybody's psyched up. And it's like, oh, it's like this paradise you've been in after, after like, you know, so long of being in this weird apocalypse that we've been going through. And then you go in there and it's just like rainbows and butterflies and it's happy. Mm-hmm. And then you get that. And yeah, knocked me out the next day too, but I, I hear the second one's worse. So, you know, if, if yeah. our next, if our next podcast is canceled due to that, then I can take the blame for it. Cause it's going to knock me right on my butt. Yeah, you first and me yeah. second. Right. But uh the um I think comparing the two venues though, uh your venue is better than mine. As much as I can say I went in and I won a jackpot, which has never happened. Oh, before. well that's true. And I mean that's one of it's like the it's kind of funny because it's the only time anything's good has ever happened at River Rock. So I think that's that at, at our local casinos. And I'm an ex-casino employee, so I don't like those places very much at all. But uh, but yeah, my my venue was much better, for sure. Yeah. And I, I still can't believe that when we went in, all the slot machines are still going. <laughs> and it's like, it, this, this casino has been closed for well over a year. But heaven forbid you turn them off. Well, it's funny because now suddenly all of the local shows are having all these casino scenes. And everybody's going to the casino. And so... You know, they're getting a lot of filming in there during those times. So you got to keep yeah. lights on somehow, I guess, like, I guess. And, you know, it's, yeah, I guess. yeah, it's amazing. They've been, yeah. Anywho. Oh, but uh, what, uh, what final words of wisdom do you have for everyone uh, this week there, John? Get the poke. I don't know. Is, is there any other wisdom these days? That's, that's the most important thing. Well, I was going to, I was gonna, if you say get the poke, I was going to say, remember, not everyone has it yet. So simply be smart. Yes. And even though your health authorities may be lifting the restrictions and stuff, it's not time to run out and lick strangers yet. It will be. There will. That, that, That'll be like that August, time will come, but it's September. not right now. Unless you're in Alberta, at which point uh, everything's over by stampede. You've been licking strangers for months already. It's not really any different than any other day in Alberta. Oh, now I just brought oh. down our, oh, sorry. Yeah. And we're going to get all these one-star reviews. Right? Thanks, yeah. John. Sorry. No, yeah. Well, yeah. well, if you do have some comments to share about uh, John's, uh, you know, commentary on Alberta, feedback at nerdydadcast.com or shoot us at something on Twitter at nerdydadcast or facebook.com slash nerdydadcast. Just don't do the Facebook because we don't really answer that one. Twitter, for sure. Hit us on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Tw- Twitter's good. You're right. I mean, Facebook, Facebook's so confusing I these don't days. Know, yeah. I, it is. I log in and it's like, "Hey, buy some clothes." I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't worn clothes in a year now. Piss off. <laughs> yeah, like know your do you market. Something I don't. <laughs> oh, but uh, obviously, you can also find us at nerdydadcast.com. All of our our back catalogs there. And if for some reason you have yet to subscribe to our podcast, like you either listen to us on a website or you really enjoy what you've listened to, and you want to. Check us out, you know, when we release an episode in about six months, uh, hitting that subscribe button in whatever podcast app that you, uh, you listen to us in is most appreciated. So on behalf of John, myself, Chris, uh, it's time to ask you to one very special thing and as stay nerdy, my friends. Mm-hmm.